Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, your expert life strategist, Karina Calhoun. And today I've got a very special guest per usual. I have Miss Jan Stewart and I'm super excited to be talking to Jan today. Listen, you all, I say this all the time and I, I almost feel like a broken record, but I don't because that just might try to be some doubt sneaking in because listen, I know what we're doing here on Go Be Great. We are bringing forth some amazing people, amazing. So without all of that, I'm just gonna say, I'm super excited. I am thrilled to have you on the show, Jan. Sometimes you just gotta talk to yourself, you know? You gotta talk yourself out of that stuff. And that's what I want to be able to relate to folks right now coming into 2023. Find a way to come out of the negative thoughts, that negative process that people are going through. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and get the show rolling. Jan, where in the world are you? Hi, first of all, Karina, I'm delighted to be here. I'm really excited because what you're doing is totally aligned with my mission. Uh, but I, I'm in Toronto and I'm a hope ambassador. I love it. I love it. Listen, y'all. And that was my country right there coming out. (laughs) I was getting, I got real country with that. Listen, y'all. I don't necessarily remember every single person before I get on these episodes and record. So to say that you are really bringing forth hope into the world, listen, I love it. An ambassador for hope. I absolutely love it. Jen, tell us how you're loving on the world around you because I get a feeling that you're absolutely leaning heavily into what you love and how you're loving on the people around you. Absolutely, Karina. Yes. I'm really on a mission to Mm. inspire and empower parents who have children with mental health disorders Mm. to persevere, have hope, and not give up. And why am I on this mission? It's because I have two heroic children, Andrew and Ainsley. They're grown now. Andrew has autism, Tourette syndrome, obsessive compulsive disorder, ADHD and learning disabilities. And my daughter Ainsley, who's two years younger, has Tourette syndrome, mood and anxiety disorders, ADHD, and learning disabilities as well. So the kids have had really quite a nonstop emotional journey and many, many days of heartbreaking adversity, but their grit, determination and will to succeed to me are breathtaking. And it's their stories combined with my extensive mental health governance and advocacy work and speeches that have led a lot of parents to start calling my husband and me. They're desperate, they're looking for help, they're struggling. They're frozen. They don't know what to do, really frightened. And some of them are at the end of the rope. What do we do? Where do we turn? How do we do it? And when I look back on my position as a young parent, I know how much I would have benefited had I had an understanding of what other parents had gone through. I didn't know any other parent who had experienced these multiple mental health disorders and the behaviors we were seeing. And that's why I wrote my book, Hold on tight, a parent's journey, raising children with mental illness that's coming out in March. I'm quite excited. In the book, yes, I detail the terrible toll 
that children's mental health disorders take on families' lives. But I also celebrate successes. And probably most importantly, I gift parents with key insights to help them and their children lead more fulfilling lives. I really want them to understand that they're not alone. There's hope, there's help, and that they can do it. You know, I, I have to be very honest with you, Jan. My mind is in a whirlwind right now because we desperately need you. <laughs> we desperately need you and what you and your husband are doing in the world. Thank because you. <laughs> when, you, when you sit back and you think about, you watch the news or you, know, you hear another report of this or you hear a report of that and you, know, you see so many different things that are going on around the world. We need to have this type of advocacy, education and understanding. Without a doubt. And it's not only education related to my own kids. You know, I think the kids' stories propelled me into mental health governance and advocacy that I just mentioned. So my first advocacy work was way back when my son Andrew was nine years old. Suddenly, out of nowhere that summer, two things happened. He started erupting, seemingly out of nowhere into two hour screaming rages, lashing out in anything and everything in his way. And he didn't understand it and was miserable. And then within a month, he started engaging in nonstop ritualistic behavior. For instance, he couldn't walk through a door unless he slowly counted to 14 because his brain told him that unless he did it, his sister would be kidnapped. Mm. And then those rituals quickly escalated uh, and they became bizarre. He put a knife in his mouth because again, his brain overruled reason. He knew it made no sense, but told him if he didn't do it, I would die. And so it went. We later found out that the rages were associated with his Tourette syndrome and the rituals with his obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. But of course, at the time we didn't know. So when we finally found a wonderful psychiatrist at our children's hospital in downtown Toronto, she and I co-founded the parent support group for OCD. And it was a wonderful thing and very important for me because I had had no community before. And we provided help and support to one another. And from there, I was thrilled to be able to join the board of trustees, the board of directors at uh, uh, the largest psychiatric hospital in Canada called the Center for Addiction and Mental Health and did fantastic national work there. Then I've joined since then six or seven other boards, including in the US, the Parent Advisory Council at Mass General Hospital's Department of Neuropsychopharmacology. And just four years ago, I joined the largest autism board in Canada called Carrie's Place Autism Services and I became its chair just this last August. It's a wonderful organization that serves over 8,000 individuals with autism and their families across the life spectrum, full suite of residential and community supports with 1,200 staff. So it's both advocating for your children and if you have the emotional cushion and wherewithal in time for the broader good. Jen, God bless your feet and your hands. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you are putting in the work. I'll, I see this as my calling, Karina. Yeah, yeah.
And, you know, we're not going to try to sugarcoat this and make it seem like, oh, this has been great. The entirety of, you know, this journey that this has been the most amazing, wonderful. There have been some not so good times, I would imagine. And so I believe that with someone such as yourself who has just decided I'm going to lean heavily into my calling, you're able to relay those instances to people in such a way that it's not to further discourage them, but to show them that, listen, no, it's not misery loves company. It's this is what happened. This is how I was able to get through it. And you can do the same because sometimes people just need to know there's a way out. There's a way through. There's a way. There's a path. I just have to, sometimes they need that person walking with them, even if it's just for a moment. You're so right, Karina. So it's really interesting. When I started research for my book, and talk to leading psychiatrists in both Canada and the United States. I was really surprised to find that relatively little has been written about mm. raising children with mental health disorders from the parental perspective. Mm. And I'm very proud that my book fills that void. On the one hand, you're right. I want parents to understand the full reality of their situation, unsugarcoated. You know, when Andrew had those rages and rituals that I described, he told us he thought he was going crazy and wanted to die. I just froze inside. And when my daughter left me a note one day on my bed, she had been sent to the principal's office for the umpteenth time for terrible behavior that was related to her mental health disorders. And she said, I know I'm a bad kid and I'm out of control, but I can't control it because of the chaos at home. And I just shrunk. The worst day was probably one February evening, cold, snowy here in Toronto. Kids had had a good day, and my husband David and I thought we'd be safe just popping to a neighbor's two houses away for 10, 15 minutes max. Mm -hmm. And when we got back, Ainsley was sobbing uncontrollably barefoot in the snow, just mm -hmm. in her nightgown. Andrew had started rage shortly after we left, and she was terrified. And I remember Karina saying to myself that it felt like we lived in a home with an abuser. Yeah, and that, that abuser was not my son. It was his mm -hmm. mental health disorders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's that side, but it's equally important to celebrate the children's successes yes. and remember them. Andrew has a wonderful job with a company called Rogers Communications, which is one of Canada's leading telecommunications company. He gets himself to and from work every day, and he has an infectious, infectious joie de vivre and charm. Recently, he went to the barber. And as is his custom, he chats up everyone in the room. And when he got up to pay, the barber said, Andrew, you don't have to pay. A customer just left who was very impressed by you and paid for you. And this wow. happens to him regularly. And Ainsley is such a gifted child and youth counselor. She works in the grade one autism oh. classroom. In Canada, we say grade one, not first grade <laughs> autism classroom. And I'm convinced it's her own lived experiences combined with her deep intrinsic knowledge of Andrew that has made her so valued. So I bring this all together in Hold On Tight to give advice to parents. I want them to, for example, trust your gut as a parent. I want them to talk openly with their children. 
I want them to reset the expectations of their life, to insist on an integrated partnership with everyone involved in their child's care, and to be kind to their spouse, among other insights. By the way, if your listeners want to sign up at my website, janstewart.com, for my newsletter, they can just ask for it in the new year. I'll be sending out a lot more about these insights and tips. Absolutely. Folks, listen, this is something that if you have a niece, a nephew, a godchild, uh, a family friend, someone that you know on your job that could benefit from this, get this information out there because this is absolutely needed. And one thing that I love that Jan brought forth is just the fact that you don't only focus on the um, difficult times but let's celebrate those amazing times because that was actually something that crossed my mind when we first started this conversation that, you know, we have got to stop uh, identifying people based on these things that are happening with them that they can't control and only looking at them through that lens because there is also an amazing, beautiful, wonderful, intelligent funny, beautiful, just beautiful person also there. Without a doubt. And the unfortunate part is that it's generally a lack of education Mm -hmm. that leads to fear, misunderstanding, and stigma when it comes to mental health disorders. I mean, I'm shocked at the number of parents who tell me that their families don't want to get involved, are Mm -hmm. frightened of the complexities or even have terrible erroneous impressions. Child is morally deficient, Mm -hmm. maybe a stain on the family name. I mean, what would you do if if one of your relatives said that to you? You have friends that distance themselves. So there are all kinds of challenges, but the good news is there are communities that will embrace and help. For us, other parents with special needs kids have been fantastic from the very start. We help each other, we support each other. We can even joke with each other about things that other families might not find so funny, like Ainsley's rude swearing at her teachers when she didn't feel supported or Mm -hmm. Andrew's literal use of language. Those Mm -hmm. things really helped us accept our reality and propelled me to persevere. Mm. I love it. I love it, Jan. So tell us how we can find you on the internet and also tell us how we can get your book. I know you said it's not coming out until March, but what can we do in preparation for the book? There's lots. Thank you, Karina. So first of all, my website is www.janstewartauthor.com. I post every day about mental health on both Instagram and Facebook at Jan Stewart Author. The book, Hold On Tight, actually, I'll bring it out here. A parent's, journey with, uh, a parent's Journey Raising Children with Mental Illness will be out March 8th. However, it's already up for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in Canada, Indigo. I love it. I absolutely love it. Jen, any last words of wisdom for those that are listening? Yes, I really want people to be inspired and empowered and remember, keep at it persevere through the most difficult times, have hope. And as I say in the book, hold on tight. 
I love it. Folks, this has been another great episode of Go Be Great with Coach Karina. And we've had a phenomenal conversation today on parenting children with mental illness. And get in touch with Jan. Get in touch with Jan. I love it. I love it. Yes, absolutely. So folks, I will see you all on the flip side. Bye for now.